Are you ready? Can't crush us. It don't really get no better than this the podcast that you're looking for. If you're really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody. Power driving, hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crusher nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. Remember this time. I did remember, and you, your cockles are super warm because that was an extended hello. It was, and when we started this call before we jumped into this, uh, the podcast, they were not ready when you first called. So the coffee's helping it out. The coffee's helping out. Well, let me tell you, I have, for some random reason, we have Dr. Pepper in the house. I'm not a Dr. Pepper fan at all, but I grabbed one this morning. It is actually good this morning. I don't know why. I'm not. I've never been a fan of Dr. Pepper in my life. But I thought, yeah, let's go for this maroon can, not knowing what it is, probably, and just grabbing it. So you've never been a Dr. Pepper fan? Never. Really? No. Yeah, I don't know. You might be the first person I know, and I don't talk to a lot of people, so that just makes sense. <laughs> Out of my five people that I talk to, you're the only five people I talk to. <laughs> you might be the first person that doesn't like Dr. Pepper. And I can say that because my girlfriend encouraged me to buy a sign for my front door that has welcome on one side and go away on the other. And you can guess what's been uh, pointing to the street since the, I bought it. The go away? Yeah. Yeah. When I'm recording interviews or anything, the studio is right next to the front door, sort of, kind of. So if you knock, um, you could hear it through some of the other doors or everything. So I put on the front door, recording, come back tomorrow. I haven't taken the sign down off of that window in months, so nobody comes to the house anymore. You know what that also can tell people is that you have, even if you don't, it tells people, you might have security cameras and I should just back away now. Yeah. Might be a nice little uh, theft deterrent there, too. That is a great idea. Now I need to buy one of those uh, Wish ones for like 25 cents that this has a red light on as long as the battery's <laughs> running. Just put that outside. <laughs> yeah. I like that idea. I do yeah. too. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I'm Mark the Mark. That's Sir Michael Jenks. You're listening to Can't Crushers Wrestling Podcast. Jenks, let me tell you, my appendix did not need to come out. I'm strained. From from the ankle to the ass and, you know, up above a little bit and everything. Of a strained muscle is what it all came out to be, okay. to, to let everybody know. That's where the pulling uh, and everything's coming from. I'm supposed to take it a little bit light. Yeah, I'm a garbage man. I, so what, I get to drive all the time? That doesn't happen. So I'm all right. Yeah. That's good that you're all right and your appendix did not burst like uh, I saw pessimistic people in your life thought it was, right. but I'm glad, I'm glad you're all right. It's just a strained muscle. 
Yes, I think you texted me. What was it that night or the day after that you took something and you felt you just felt better? Yeah, and like all right, maybe it was maybe it wasn't an appendix, but that's always a scary thing, at least for me, because I was a very close to mind of bursting before I had it taken out. Um, so I'm glad you're all right. Nothing, it's nothing too major. Yeah, no, but, just just yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Just a little strain. Just a little strain. Put some, some dirt on it. You'll be fine. Dirt mixed with Icy Hot. I'm, I'm still a, a fan uh, of Icy Hot from way back oh, from baseball. Too. Yeah. I don't like the blue gel stuff. I don't like any of that. It's got to be Icy Hot. It gets the right tingle. And mm-hmm. it's I, it might be a, I don't know, a high back to uh, playing the days of baseball and everything. I don't know. Better, yeah. It takes you on that memory lane type thing so it's the same thing i love icy hot and mine's for football so i think it just takes me back to when i was an athlete and i'm not an overshape old person just trying to live life so i'm saying you are i'm saying i am oh i am i am dude (laughs) i got 10 years on you i am so yeah yeah but i definitely have aged myself with my weight math so we're good anyways how What's going we, on? How we, well, I'll, I'll go first, then, I guess. Yeah, go first. Uh, again, another rainy week, trying to get baseball games in. The L County Tournament, we got one day in, and the other days, the championship days and the Constellation matchup has now turned into regular season games for the poor kids played two completely different locations, this, that, and the other. It's the weather down here and southern parts unknown has just been a train wreck this is the worst baseball softball season uh, throw track in as well i think they still run in track though once in a while in the rain but it's it, it's just been a horrible season for them and i feel for them because i think there's about 10 days left before play playoffs even think about starting playoffs. and these kids are either gonna have to play double triple headers uh give up their weekend or uh, I don't know. I heard maybe that they're just going to take the record they have in the games that don't get played, just kind of get scratched. So you really don't get a a full season of seasons in to compare how you are against other teams. I don't, it, it's I like I said, this weather has been crazy, crazy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for kids too, especially if they start taking away games, but. I guess at the end of the day, there's not much you can do, and they have to get the season completed by the time they're out of school. So, right, they really got to get the ball rolling on it. No pun intended, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's unfortunate. So you're going to be picking up here. Well, you're already picking up with games and all that now. Yeah, is it just now is it just run through the end of the season. You won't have a reprieve till about June. Um, what's going to happen? I don't have a reprieve until the end of June, actually, okay. because I signed on to do um, Legion baseball as well. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, because I'm I'm a sucker. I love it. I do. <laughs> I mean, there, there's times that I'm like 5 o'clock in the morning until Legion baseball only starts at 7 o'clock at night, so it'll be till 10-ish, and I'll be like, well, I should just go home and go to sleep. You can't do that right after a baseball game because where I'm going to be going to all the time is literally 10 miles away. That's not enough after a baseball game. Have it be a big game or whatever. My mind's just going to be going, holy shit, could I have done this better? I could have done that better. Da, 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 yeah. da. So that's just going to, yeah. But there's things in the works to take care of all of that. 
And that could be yeah. possibly happening soon. So we'll see. Oh, boy. We'll see what happens. Oh, I hope so. Because oh. okay. then there's a lot of homebodiness going on. So I'm excited. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. So yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, I was going to cut the grass today, but it rained last night. So I just took <laughs> right before the podcast started, I just took the dogs out and their feet are soaked. And I know, yeah. I know the, it's going to be a while. Maybe this afternoon, if it warms up, brightens up, we'll get some dry grass. That'll be before backlash. And then, uh, mm-hmm. because that's an important pay per view to watch. It is. And then, <laughs> if not, I do have about an hour tomorrow before I need to be where I need to be right after work. So we'll see. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm looking for anybody who wants to donate some goats because it's that high right now. <laughs> I ran outside. I, I don't know if it was Monday or it was. It might have been last, over the weekend when I had like five hours of just nice sun. I ran outside and just started cut it. I didn't care. I couldn't do the back, so that's at least knee high right now. Probably wish I had corn growing knee high back there right now. Right, kind of hide it because I, I can't go back there. My everything will get stuck, and I'll never. I'll just die in the middle of my backyard because I'm stuck in a mud pit that's back there. So plus you have the tire tracks and everything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, it's not fun. What else? What else have you done? What else have I done? Uh, this week it's been little little chill. I took a day off Friday to kind of recharge the batteries a little bit. Um, not thinking when I took the day off that it was going to be the uh, opening day of Doctor Strange in the Marvel movie. So I was all about that, and I went. Nice. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed that for a little bit. Took the niece to get some uh, bubble tea because she had been asking about that after school. Kind of just took a me day on sat- on Friday, pulled myself together in that. And, you know, I saw the girlfriend during the week and saw her for a couple hours yesterday, which was nice. But we got a break here. It was supposed to rain this weekend on Saturday. Did not rain up here in part- in northern parts unknown. So I got outside, finally got some grassy down. Did not buy enough of that padding or that matting that you can put over grass seed so it doesn't go anywhere and nothing picks it up. Uh, so I got to buy that when I get paid this week. But, you know, it's been a good week. Got a lot done around the house and that. And today, actually, before I say this, happy Mother's Day to everybody listening. That's a mother. Yes. Because uh, it is Mother's Day. I'm hosting today at my house. So after we wrap up here I will be finishing the cleanup and getting prepped because I'm making uh, Greek burgers and Greek dogs for mom. What? And, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I'm so jealous of mom. Yeah. She's like, I want some Greek dogs and Greek burgers. I'm like, done. Sisters are bringing sides and we're going to have everybody here after she gets mom's work right now. So we'll have everybody here by the time she's out of work and we'll be uh, hanging out for the night. That's us. Awesome. Yeah, we'll probably get. I'll probably be able to watch stuff many backlash, but yeah. So we'll have them here for a few hours and have a nice dinner and whatnot. So be good day. Yeah, I, I echo the effects to Jenks. Happy Mother's Day to moms, grandmoms, stepmoms, godmoms, soon to be moms, and dads that are moms. Uh, happy yeah. Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there that does the mom thing because it's across the board now. Um, 
I'm going to be that dick real quick. Moms right not out of families, too. So dads have to be moms someplace out there. So, yeah. Um, just happy Mother's Day, everybody. I hope everybody has a great day. Uh, shouting out to mine up in heaven. I love you, Mom. So, yeah. Yeah. The unsung heroes of the families, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, whatever role you play or whoever you are, unsung heroes is a mom. So, agreed. Happy Mother's Day. Agreed. Uh, all superheroes don't wear capes, but they are they are called mom. Yes, they are. All Indeed. right. Uh, a little bit of a different show this week as we're going to dive into wrestling topics here in the first go around. Do a recap that we've been wanting to do kind of for a while, and Jenks, Jenks picked a big a good one, and then we'll do our predictions for backlash at the end of the show. So hopefully you stay tuned for the predictions. Of backlash, because I'm sure your <laughs> predictions will be ours, because they're everybody's. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to change that much. Maybe it will. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. So let me start off uh, a little bit kooky, I, I guess I want to say. Um, you have no clue where I'm going. So Yeah, I was going to say, he he's only shared one topic with me so far, so I don't know where half of these are going to go. Yeah. We'll see. Bray Wyatt says he could step away from wrestling and not... Come back. He doesn't care. He's good. Do you believe that? You know, I do. But I think he'll be back at some point. I think, to me, and amazingly, I was sitting on this topic for a while because I've been thinking about this. Um, to me, he was he's a good professional wrestler, don't get me wrong, but he's an entertainer. He can... He's so creative. There's so many other outlets for him to be fulfilled that he doesn't need wrestling to do that. I think we've seen that with the iteration of the Wyatts, with, you know, the Fiend. He can do whatever he wants. He could go to Hollywood and produce something if he could, if he can get it off the ground and he has the right connections. So I'm not surprised by this whatsoever that he's saying that. Uh, I think he can, he can live without it. That's for sure. I echo that again. Again, uh, may, I'm not going to stay with that word, but I, I completely agree that maybe he feels he he does a show in Hollywood. He does this. He does that. Whatever. He's stuck in a corner right now in professional wrestling that he'd still be gimmicked wherever he goes as the fiend or have to do something like that because it's so so freaking still hot. I don't care. He was released. It's still hot. Somebody would want him. Look, we thought he was going to be in the Dark Order. We thought he was going to be this. We thought he was going to go there. But all as a fiend. Maybe he wants to come back. This is a joke. As Husky Harris. Maybe he wants to come back as just himself. Maybe he's worried about him and JoJo's wedding that's coming up. Or maybe he's worried, you know, he's got a lot on the table. Taking a couple of years off. Shit. People take 7, 14, 24 years. I don't know about 24, but they take some time off and they can reinvent themselves and he can come back. It's not like he doesn't have it. It's not like he doesn't have the bloodline, the pedigree of it. Yeah, I could see him. Will he do it forever? No. No. And him being away from wrestling is a lie because he's still doing cons and he's doing this. So he's he still has that wrestling bug. He just doesn't yeah. need to be in the ring. Now, and to that point, Mark, 
if he finds a way and honestly let's let's put it in this aspect maybe he's just trying to re reinvent himself now yeah how do you reinvent yourself to your point from the fiend where do you go from there because i i don't think he owns the fiend gimmick i think wwe does i would imagine yeah and if they don't he could do anything he wanted with that i think he could sell that sell that concept somehow in hollywood as a film or something i think that's possibility there call randy orton up and have a house burned down maybe yeah See, Sister Abigail Shack. Right. Finally, finally, Husky Harris is back to his true form, um, or Husky Husky's Pig, whatever his name is. Um, but you know, I just we. I think you've seen the reports. I think everybody's seen reports that his brother is finally is going back to wrestling now. I think he just needs the time off. There's a lot of things that happened in the span of a year and a half last year. Um, let's. I mean. With the death of Brody Lee, that took its more that just took it out of him. We've heard those, we saw those reports early last year from never from not coming back at Mania. The release that seemed to come out of nowhere, it seemed like for him, that takes a heavy toll on people. And as dark and dismal as that character, the fiend was, you, there was probably some mental. Uh, health issues that he needed to take into account and work through and get through. And now, you know, you mentioned he's getting ready to marry Jojo. So now his focus can be on that. He can be creative with that. He has those outlets. It's going to become when he gets comfortable or when his life settles down at not a million things, that's when that wrestling bug is going to really kick in. And that's when we're going to see, can I come back? What can I do? What's my next character? But like I said, again, he could do whatever he wanted to. He's very creative with it. Yeah, and I love how you tied something in. You had my notes written down. It is a (laughs) mental health break, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month, guys. Uh, You heard us talk about it last week. I will remind you the whole month of May. If you need help, reach out to a loved one, uh, a priest, a cop, anybody in your life that, you know, they, they want to help you. You are not alone. Uh, NAMI is also a great service. That's yes. who we're going to continue to promote. Uh, you can go to NAMI.com or the number is 1-800-950-NAMI-6264 is how you spell NAMI-6264. So there it is. Um, great way to start off the show there. And, and I agree. I agree with everything you said about Bray. So Number two. On the list of stuff. Man, I I may get some hate for this. I I know she was involved in essentially a a manslaughter. But what a whirlwind of a life, Sunny. Um, Still alive, still struggling with all her addictions. You know, yeah, she was involved in, in a car crash. Uh, I think she needs to pay her dues. I, I think, honestly, she has bailed out, Jenks. Do you know this? She has bailed out from Friday already. Of like I did not know that. $250,000 or whatever. She's bailed out. She's a little bit older now. I just wish she would get her help. And essentially, this is Mark talking. Nobody else. I think going to jail for a long term would be 
only beneficial for her. Well, it's, it goes along with that tough, I don't want to say love, but it's a tough love situation, right? So, unfortunately, there's only so much people can do. If there, if someone's not willing to help themselves, there's only so much that people around them can do, yep. right? And unfortunately for her, it doesn't seem like it's that if anybody has been helping her out, She's been taking that advice or taking that help and accepting it. And unfortunately, this is the most extreme consequence of her actions is that it would cost another individual their lives. And at this point, I can't. Sometimes you're right. That extreme you do your time in prison can help. But at the same time, sometimes it can't. So Either way, it's we we've seen it on our end where she does need the help. She needs something to break the habit for her and help her out. But in all honesty, Mark, even if she does go to jail with this and gets out, let's say in what I think it was thirty years, it could be up to thirty years, what they're saying. Let's say she gets out, it, there's no way that she won't find a way to get the fall back into that life. I, sometimes because if she doesn't help herself. Unfortunately, it's just a never-ending vicious circle, and that's tough to say about somebody, but at the end of the day, it just turns into a vicious circle, and sometimes they can't escape it, and it's just, and sometimes it's just how their personality has become, because they've become so dependent on it, and I'm not faulting her for addictions, yes, Technically, it is, yes, her fault, but sometimes that addiction is just too powerful. Even if you wanted to fight back, you can't. So, Agreed. And yeah. I, I kind of put both of these stories back to back because because of mental health. You know, yeah. again, Nami, maybe she didn't reach out in time to work through some of her problems when she was younger, before any of that. I don't know. I'm not a, a psychiatrist, a psychic, a, a neurosurgeon or anything like that i don't know but maybe maybe if there would have been somebody that said tammy we got your back back in the day maybe this wouldn't happen so uh, essentially that's why i put both of these together to talk about mental health is huge between me and jenks and we we just want to make sure the awareness is out there guys again uh if you need help get a get a hold of nami get a hold of somebody um that's our PSAs for the day. Now we'll essentially move on to some wrestling stories. Jenks, I do want to start with one more downer one. And then uh, the one that you know and another one. I don't know if you have anything. WOW started taping this week. Yeah. But then it was put to a grinding halt because everybody has seen it. Tessa Blanchard didn't like the way things were going backstage. So they stopped production. I know production did finish up because uh, I'm actually true friends with some of the girls over at WOW. One is actually tattooed on my arm. So there was some interaction there. I'm not talking about it. But, yeah, uh, they did tape their their season, their their couple episodes and everything. So uh, WOW will be on uh, Paramount Plus here. Real soon, but she didn't get into anything about Tessa. Um, what do you think? 
Is Tesla just not, just doesn't belong in the business anymore? Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it doesn't belong in the business anymore, but I don't think she's very good in the locker room from what we're hearing and from what we're seeing. And again, it's all hearsay and speculation from my end because you only see what's reported on. Right. And what gets leaked to the media and always that has that negative twist connotation to it. Um, there was one report where she's only welcomed now, probably in Mexico. Somebody, I don't know if they joked or that was the thing, but if you get too big for your britches, and again, this goes back, this could be for mental health if you wanted to, because sometimes you get so, I don't want to, I mean, full of yourself that sometimes your ego gets the better of you. And you don't think properly. Touche. And if everything and everything that I'm hearing is true, then I'm I have to lean on you're kind of burning the bridges so that you don't work anymore. Whether you want to or not, you're gonna end up there's still gonna be independent bookings that are gonna get her. Uh but I, I feel like the major companies are just not gonna touch her because it's not something well, they want in their locker room. It's not worth it. It's not worth the drama, it's not worth the chaos. I'm not going to drop the C word that keeps going around, that people keep dropping. Uh, and if you don't know what the C word is, it's a, the cancer word that people like to throw around for people that seem to be of that nature. But it's not worth what comes with the package to bring her in. Uh, and this is where, if she wants to start to change her image, she has to do, she basically has to start from the ground up. And show that she can build it herself back up, but that's no guarantee for a lot of these companies. Some of them she's worked with, it's done, it's over with. Some of them she hasn't, but they've already heard from people that were in those companies, or that were just from the reports, and it's just not something they want to deal with. So she has essentially limited herself where she can work. Yeah, I think it for for Tessa right now, which I. I've always been. She's an amazing athlete. She's got yeah. a hell of a pedigree. I saw her in some of the very first matches that she was in at Spartanburg, um, South Carolina. Unbelievable. You, you've seen her across the board, which you do, can do an impact and everything. But my thoughts are she's she's got to go to the Indies. She, she's got to go to the yeah. Indies, and she's still a name on the Indies if, you know, XYW wrestling in parts unknown yeah. gets her. Um, she's got to be a leader when she walks in that door. And if she sees wrestler J, so to speak, because we are just going to do the alphabet today. Hey, uh, I just want to tell you, why don't you tweak this, but not come in strong. If she gets asked a question from wrestler J, yeah. you know, help out as much as you can. So, uh, Good words from even littler people, and I'm not saying anything about stars across the board, you know, from any, from indies to AEW, WWF, or anything, but that'll start rolling. Wrestler J will then tell Wrestler M, hey, did Tessa really help me with this? Maybe if you run across, uh, ask her this. Did it a whole word of mouth to bring her back up? I think she essentially has to be a coach for a while. Do these one-offs to every place you possibly can and hope you get in good graces with the big companies again. That's essentially it. Yeah, and it, be the coach, be the mentor, but don't force your yeah, don't coach force onto it. somebody. Yeah, Because if you come in too strong, people are going to be like, she's not worth dealing with still. 
Yeah, you and have to be asked, is what I was saying. Definitely, it's exactly. got to be an ask thing. Yeah. Yeah, and even then, it's, well, let's go off that mode. Yeah, it's an ask thing, but even before she gets asked, she has to be seen as approachable. Right. And somebody that you could talk to about things and you could work with and get mentorship from. Because if she doesn't even present that front, nobody's going to ask her. Nobody's going to, those dominoes are not going to fall for a reemergence somewhere down the line in a few years. Right. And I'm saying a few years because she's got a lot of work to do. She does. She does. I, I've been in a few locker rooms, you know, with o, OVW and, and a couple other ones that I've helped out with. It really is. As soon as you walk in, you're like, hey, everybody shakes hands. Yeah. If, if And I don't know this about Tessa, but if she's not doing that, that's an approachable thing that you've talked about. So if she doesn't walk into Can't Crush a Wrestling Federation and say, hey, I'm Tessa. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, you know, whoever it is, whoever we have there that night, uh, it can't crush her. Sheeta or Brit or somebody like that. You're going to take notice of that and say, hmm, she's not really appreciative to be here. Yeah. So it said it's, well, this is, I'll flip it to business because that's where I'm living now. But uh, you're living in business. Network, I have to live in business for work. Yeah. I know. So it's all about that networking. Yeah. Thing. yeah, they know your name, but that's not networking. You have to communicate. You have to connect with them to get yourself built back up. If you don't make that connection, then it's always lost. Yeah, and quick, quick. and very quick. quick, very quick. So Impact had a kind of a pay per view slash Impact Plus show last night. And I was on the fence about buying it, and then I searched and I found another way of watching it. And it, it was on, so I didn't really watch it. I had just heard some stuff. I was flipping back and forth between baseball games as well, so you know it was just it was there. Um, shout outs to a couple people: Mia Yim, back in Impact. So I'm I'm pumped about that. She started there as Jade, part of the Dollhouse. Peraza and Valkyrie had the uh, title match for the AAA Women's Championship. Um, Deanna lost. Valkyrie kept her title. And as Peraza was kind of getting ready to beat up Taya again, uh, Mia Yim made a return. So I'm happy about that. I am. I, I've always been as Jade as a dollhouse up until Mia Yim. Nothing with to do with Reckoning. I've liked Mia Yim. I, I like her her persona. I like her style. So I'm glad she's back to work. Yeah. The Briscoes won the tag team titles last night. So they're essentially staying in the whole impact realm. Um, you can take the Briscoes however you want them. Uh, some people say they won't make it to AEW because of some of their past things, this, that, and the other. Uh, yeah. But they're they're an impact, and Josh Alexander retains the championship that he has over Ishii. Uh, Ishii kind of just making his rounds. We've seen him on AEW a couple weeks ago, making mm-hmm. his rounds in in the United States, um, putting over champions. I love Josh Alexander. I really do. I, I think he's a great fit for Impact. I just want Josh Alexander more, uh, and it's going back. To and I have to when we talk about AEW, I'd like to bring up Josh's name a little bit, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Take a shot. <laughs> we'll get there. I already did. 
<laughs> you took you took a shot of you're drinking coffee, right? You're not doing shot shots yet, are you? Shot, yeah, I'm shot, not doing shot, 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 shot. It's not eleven. I haven't cracked the beer yet. Okay, right, touche. Um, so that's impact. Uh, I I don't know if you you caught any of that. You have anything to say about that? Um, I, essentially, uh, I think Keith Lee would probably have been better right now going to impact as well with his wife. I don't like what he's doing in AEW. Well, he's become essentially a tag team participant with Swerve, and I don't know. That might have been on purpose, though, uh, just with health issues and that, just to make sure that he was remaining healthy in that. Yeah. Um, but, no, I had been poking around with that. Uh, I'm glad to see Jade Mia Yim back in action. I want more. I know there were some releases that happened today. The Briscoes, to me, are going to be... Yeah, they have things that may keep them out of AEW, but they are going to be probably the one team that never made it to the to the big companies that just has a legendary stigma around them. Yeah. And you you can argue that to live one day and you can argue if Ring of Honor was one of those bigger companies. It wasn't. It just never got to that size of an AEW or WWE. But the Briscoes were the mainstay the legendary tag team. Honestly, if you say Ring of Honor to me, I'm gonna and ask me for a tag team from Ring of Honor history. I'm saying the Briscoes. There's nobody else that would jump to mind right off the bat. So I'm interested to see how that goes. I want to see how long they keep the tag titles in Impact. If it's, I feel like it won't be a transition thing, but you never know with wrestling anymore. Yeah. So. I, I want to see how long they keep the titles. And then to that point, who would be the ones to take it off of them is going to be the other key. Cause I feel like you just can't have any Tom, Dick or Harry team that you throw together, take the titles off of them. Well, it might be a team thrown together. That's two but big superstars. It, and I don't have an idea right now. I don't, I, no, I honestly, I, I don't, but it might be two big superstars that have to take the titles off of the Briscoes. Yeah, and I almost feel like it would have to be those superstars would have to be the world champion talent, like former world champions to do it. Yeah. In my in my estimation, I could be overselling them, but I feel like that's the only out unless you build up a team to actually do it. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, and the last one I want to bring up before we dive into the week of wrestling here uh, on segment number one. Roman Reigns in Trenton, New Jersey. By the way, that was uh, that's where I had my first uh, road trip for the Parts Unknown Seawolves. Uh, I got to go to Trenton, New Jersey by myself, solo. And you guys sent some great stuff. The duck was amazing. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, shout out to all you guys for that. Uh, he tells Trenton, hey, goodbye. I might never see you again. What are we setting up for, Jenks? So much speculation in the last what hour? Yeah, this news kind of broke, and I think I talked to you a little bit about this. I mentioned it might be the swan song, the swan song that he might just end it at Mania. Maybe they have the blow off with the Rock at Mania, and that's it. He goes on his own dusty trail. Further developments in my mind, um, which is very tricky to begin with, but uh, maybe we he is 
as injured as we think he is. And something's happening tonight to write him off. Throwing that out there. Wow. Wow. So So did that change your predictions then? Kinda, yeah. Okay. So I guess I want to know more about that when we get there. So don't ruin it. Yeah, we'll. we'll, Yeah, we want to limit. I won't bring it up here now, but we'll get there. Um, So take a shot. But yeah, so I'm thinking that might be the case. But again, we've heard stories in the past where he said, "Hey, I don't have. I have only a couple years left of doing this." The whole starting in Erie, Pennsylvania at one point where he said, oh, hey, he thanked the crowd for being such a great crowd, and it seems like every Saturday night main event that they have, he's speaking to the crowd. He's a, hinting at this, you're not going to see me anymore, or he's just saying his goodbyes type thing. So it could be a double-edged sword here. Maybe he's going on to bigger, better things in Hollywood, maybe with Bray. JK, but maybe, <laughs> but there could be something going on. You know, he could be going to the next step of his life or hell, maybe he's just going to the XFL and being a coach or playing. I don't know. Uh, Cause that's coming up next year too. It is. Who knows? I, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Uh, the, and they're all non-televised, you know, which yeah. essentially they become televised from the crowd, taking a picture, a uh, video, whatever. But it's it's crazy that maybe you know he did it in Erie because they only get around to Erie once every couple of years. I could yeah. see that. It seems odd that he said it in Trenton since you know, and I'm not saying they're close in aspect, but Trenton to Connecticut is hop skip and a jump away. That do they really only do one house show in Trenton a year? Is that what you're telling me that? The next time they're in Trenton, they're he's not going to be there. I, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I hope it's not a fabricated storyline or a, a ruse that he's pulling over us because God mode is set in and he's going to come back if he does take time off or something. Because I, I know he, he can go do movies. Shit, you said he could be a coach at GXFL, so I have to take your word on that. Uh, Whatever, he could do all of that. But in the WWE, are you ever saying goodbye to anybody? And I'm not saying he's going to do anything random or anything, but I just don't know. I mean, granted, Stone Cold's not running out at at Trenton, New Jersey either. Really, Trenton has the thunder, and that's about it. Sorry, Trenton. But this is weird. This is weird to me that he says it the night before a pay-per-view. So yeah. essentially, I may be on the same terms as you, but I don't know where we are. So that's our teaser to listen, to get you guys hooked to make it to the prediction part of the show, which is segment three. You know, you said something in there, Mark, and I want to go off of that real quick before we transition away from it. Um you mentioned God mode. Does he now this could be part of the storyline where he, he is injured and he just walks away. But does he maybe they win tonight? And I'm not saying this is my prediction, but maybe they win tonight 
Friday on SmackDown and Monday night on Raw, he just goes, I'm too good for this. You guys, and I'm walking away. No way. Like he he pulls no. the ego mode. Well, now listen, let's go. I'm just going to have a hypothetical out there. He throws the ego into it and is just like, I don't need this. I don't need you guys. I'm done. Walks out. Drops. Now, I'm not, now ideally, they would not drop both titles because Fox would have a fucking livid fit about it. Because if you saw the reports about yep. the exclusivity thing, yep. then you know exactly They're about done. That. They don't want any more crossover. Yeah, they are done with this. So after, actually, this is probably going to, if this would have happened, it would be on Friday night. And it's a very unlikely scenario. Again, I'm saying this. I'm not believing this. But what if he just plays the too big of ego card and says, you only get me when I want to show up? And plays like a Brockish type character that's not really a Brockish type character, but it's kind of in the similar aspect of I'm showing up when I want to show up. If he Maybe comes he back as a lumberjack, I'll be pumped up. <laughs> no, <laughs> Viking lumberjack. It has to be a Viking lumberjack. Uh, but yeah, so you know what I'm saying. Maybe he starts playing that you only get me on certain dates, you only get me at this time or whenever. And it's a way to get him off screen so he can get that. Whatever, if he does, if he is injured, he can have that surgery or whatnot. Um, but I don't know. It was just something throughout there. It's a least likely possibility, but something I thought of when I was when you were talking about God mode. Then we have two tournaments going of some sort for the titles. Huh. Yeah, or or they or they brock it and just let him have the titles and, and just go away. But you can't. Yeah, which I think would. It, Fox would blow hurt. a nut. Well, it would hurt the product so much. I know you're about entertainment, but you've already devalued the two the two other singles titles on your brand. Actually, Austin Theory, I'm not going to say that about the U.S. title, because that's kind of okay right now, and Austin Theory has it. But you've kind of devalued the Intercontinental title, not because of Ricochet, because I think Ricochet makes a great Intercontinental champion, but because you don't showcase it on your pay-per-views and you don't roll it out as an important title. Premium it's stir- just, streaming views. Or premium live events or whatever they are. Paper, you don't, you don't roll it out on them. They're pay-per-views, yeah. But you don't roll them out on there. So they don't get the exposure. They don't get the respect you deserve. And here I go. I'm going to stop myself before I start to rant on the Intercontinental title again. But I just think they could take that away, but I don't think you have the title structure or the program structure to support losing those belts as a professional wrestling company. Agreed. Agreed. Well, you're still hot. Let's, uh, let's just roll with WWE then right now. And there's no reason to break down these shows match by match, whatever they were not even glorified raw and smack. Oh yeah. They are raw and smackdowns. What we're talking about. They weren't even glorified shows. Yeah, this was a bad go home week in my book for a pay per view. Uh, what did you pull out of it? A- anything, anything from Raw and SmackDown? Uh, that the RK Row and Drew McIntyre can get things over on the Bloodline, which is great. And that was the, the is- last ten minutes of five hours of taping or yeah. live event. Whatever, yep. and I think the only we might get a gimmick change with Nikki A. Page, but it wasn't related to the pay per view. No, 
No. And, and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Nikki's now the first essential Grand Slam champion, which that breaks my heart. It crushes me that it wasn't Bailey or Sasha. But to have Bailey or Sasha around that 24-7 championship would have just made me stick a fork down my throat. Well, I think they could have did that for like 20 seconds and been fine with it. No. 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 no, Uh, Not at all. I, I will... I see where you're going with that, but if they do what they did on that, whatever that was, that Legends Night or wherever, where they played Hot Potato with the title for a while, you could have Bailey grab the title for like an hour or two and then have somebody credible pin her in the backstage area or whatever, or figure out a way to get her to lose the title. It doesn't hurt her in the long run because she's not a part of like a stupid uh, wedding gimmick, wedding gimmick or anything like that. It just puts the title on her for a quick second. So that he could be the um, grand champion or whatever they're calling it now, um, grand slam champion. So, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's I don't like that it happened when she was Nikki ASA. I don't either. I don't. If either. it happened when she was away from that super almost superhero gimmick, I think I wouldn't be as upset about it. I, uh, yeah. And we're gonna hopefully do drop grabs her and hope she's not not a like Nikki drop or something. Like she goes back to Nikki where she can't even pronounce her own name. That's what I want. I, I want crazy ass Nikki from Sanity. Yes. That's who I want. Yeah. As matter of fact, I just want Sanity back in their full format NXT, but that's a different story for a different time. That's not gonna happen. So give me Nikki as the crazy person. I'll love it. Um, yeah, that's, honestly, those are what I was going to touch on, too, sort of, kind of. The other one I'm going to bring in, like, they're trying to push Ollie back in a little bit. I don't think fans even care. Like, he had his stick before he got hurt with, and Kofi took over. That's when he was hot. You've drugged so, him through the bottom of the barrel for uh, three years now. Yeah. Two segments with the Miz isn't going to get him over. Well, I think they half-assed his return, to be honest. Well, yeah. Because they just wanted him to stop talking about wanting a release. And I think I still to this day think if they did retribution right, it would have been something worthwhile. And we'd be having a completely different conversation, but they failed. Big time. They could have did it right. I mean, let's not name people T Bar and Mace. Reckoning. And Reckoning. Let them be Mia. Slapjack. Dijakovic. Yeah, slap I forgot about Slapjack. How do you forget about Slapjack? Slapjack nuts. Um just have them be them be their same names, but have them buy into this group would have been cult. way more tremendous. Cult. This cult. Okay, cult. Let them buy into this cult. You're gonna tell me that wouldn't have been better? I mean, I think he has multiple opportunities. Ollie is super talented and could get over with this crowd if he wasn't handcuffed by WWE. Yeah. I'll say it. Although I am excited if we actually get, we won't get a match where they are 
allowed to do what they want, but Kampa versus Ali is very intriguing to me. It is. It is, and it's it's keeping Champa away from edge and punishment right now. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in the predictions as well. A lot of teasers to get you to listen to the predictions, but we thought Champa was the the number one to go with them. Yeah. I don't right now. I'm not saying it's not gonna happen in time, but he's he's not gonna be the number one going with him. Right. And Lacey Evans is a heel, guys. I don't give two shits what this whole persona just did. Lacey Evans is coming back as a heel. You're gonna love her. You're gonna feel for her. Just her mannerisms when she came out and everything, that struck me as she's staying heel. Jenks? I can't argue with you. I think you're right. Because it's just, they're going to play up this package to get the emotion behind her. And I don't know if they'll rip the rug out from underneath here. I hope so. I hope when she instantly starts talking, she pisses on us. Just yeah. she hates us. I didn't have anybody in this universe is a bag of shit. They didn't any do anything for me either. Yeah. It, maybe she will, but here at the end of the day, I don't think they will because they have a history of putting people that are just naturally better as a heel as baby faces and trying to shove it down people's throats. And you always hear Roman Reigns? Are you saying Ro- they did that with Roman Reigns? Did I say that? No, but it damn well <laughs> insinuated it. Yeah. Roman, I love Roman. I've, Roman is great in the ring. He just didn't work as a babyface. He worked better as that ass kicker, you know, the shield. anti-hero type thing, the shield. That's where Roman worked. Not sucker and suck Roman. It was shield <laughs> Roman. Or now God mode Roman because the bloodline, he's just great in the bloodline. He's a great heel. Yeah. Um, but like, no, like when they put Charlotte in a face gimmick, I cannot buy Charlotte. I could never buy Ric Flair as a face until later in his career. Like, I just, it, I just always know, okay, this, I can't buy them. I always know there's going to be a turn coming. Yeah. And Miz is another one. They tried with another Miz. one. Yeah. yeah. When Miz is a face, I'm like, this is not Miz. This is not who he's not that he's not a baby face. He is a heel. There's just certain people that you can't make a baby face. And it's nothing against them. They're just better as a heel. And they're better as an unhinged, unhandcuffed heel. Because in that baby face role, you have to be essentially you have to get the crowd support. So you have to limit yourself to get yourself over. When it sometimes it's just unrealistic for some of these people that they're pulling in there. But Lacey Evans, yeah, I would much rather see her turn on live audience than just play up this, play up what she's talking about in her life videos and use that as the crux of her character. Agreed. Agreed. Do you got anything else on WWE? I don't. Until predictions. Uh, Let me see. No, I don't think I got anything else. I'm looking over my notes. We're good. All right. So let's jump over to AE Dubs. And I'm sure AE Dubs is going to be just as quick. And then we'll we'll uh, 
get into this Starcade pay-per-view that you talked about. Uh, essentially the same way, Jenks. I don't think we have to break down AEW because I think this was... I was excited for this week. There were some cool stuff. But it, it was like they took a little bit of a little bit of a break this week on AEW's. Yeah, they let it cool down a little bit. And I think it was I think it's the setup week, right? Yeah. And it, it's they all right with that, that as long as you don't have a lot of cool weeks. Yeah, and I think it, it helps cuz it helps do a cool down period real quick and then it'll bring it, everything's going to hit the wall next week when they're in Long Island for sure. There's a couple high spots. I mean, there's one or two high spots to me, but I actually I want to take us in a little bit of a detour because they only showed a clip of it on Dynamite. Did you see the full three minute, forty five minute video of the Blackpool Combat Club on Twitter and all around? Yes. That was released? Yes. That was probably the biggest highlight from AEW this week because it, it was regal being regal and it was fantastic video footage just hyping up the blackpool combat club I, that was probably my biggest win of the week for AEW. i said unbelievable concept of taking a knife to the face and just leaving yep. people there i'm like oh my god when they showed that i had to go search for it like, yeah granted this was thursday i had to go search for it and i'm like why didn't we get all of that Besides uh, Hobbs and Starks talking, Swerve and Lee, like there was a lot of time that playing that whole three minutes. And I know maybe for a live audience, they were like, "Holy shit, we we paid for seats here. I don't want to watch three minutes of video." I understand that, but this was a big part of the BCC, mm-hmm. which are, by the way, if you haven't watched are the Can Crusher Tag Team Champions. Can we pause for a second on AEW, Jenks? Spoilers! And <laughs> they won the tournament. Um, great tournament. It, it's broke down on Can Crusher's Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Round one, round two, and then the, the championship round. The championship match is 33 and a half minutes. And I won't spoil it. Why? But holy hell, Jenks! What did you think of the the main event match? There are no words. I, I just I got no words. <laughs> it, do you I agree? What, do you agree? I had to do what I had to do. Oh yeah. Okay. Clearly, because that's the thirty three minutes. There's no way you you had to do it. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. Go watch that video today. If you're listening to the podcast right now, pause it. Go watch. Go watch the YouTube, at least the main event for, as you see, BCC win the Tag Team Champions. You'll see against who. It's crazy. Make sure your eyes are open because shit goes real fast for 33 minutes. And welcome back to Can Crushers after you watch watch that whole thing. <laughs> Hopefully you still stick around for the WrestleMania backlash. <laughs> yeah, right. Um I want to go right to Wardlow. I do. Okay. All right. And we essentially knew it was going to be William Morrissey, W Morrissey, however we're announcing this guy Big Cass, whatever. We knew last week it was going to be him. 
I wish this is where MJF, because again, I had no, anybody until he fights MJF, I have no clout that he's going to win. I, I don't care. Right. But if you want to show a Wardlow match, and I know AEW and Impact not working as much anymore, and I know Josh Alexander is your heavyweight champion over there, so to take a loss to Wardlow might be a, a little bit of a hindrance on Impact-wise. But if you wanted me to see something, call Josh Alexander. Have him and Wardlow do what they did in IWC for the Super Indie title and let them beat their asses off of each other and just beat the hell out of each other. I would have actually thought, holy hell, Josh Alexander is going to maybe beat Wardlow. Da, 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 da. There's history here, this side or the other. I didn't feel anything. I was glad Morrissey looks great. He's been looking great over on Impact as well. I just didn't... I don't care who they feed to Wardlow right now. And essentially, that's coming to an end. So, uh, yeah. he, he beats Morrissey. We're going to get a contract signing with stipulations. So, let's talk about what stipulations do you think MJF is going to throw into this whole match that's going to happen to Double or Nothing. So... I want to take a step back and say this week should have been the week, and I said it last week, where somebody jumps Wardlow with handcuffs on. Agreed. It should have been Morrissey. Agreed. It should have been a hit week. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't do that, so well, it is what it is, but I think this would have been the perfect week for that. Outside of that, um, stipulations, man, I feel like the handcuffs are going to be involved somehow. Or there's going to be a match where he has to face like Spears with handcuffs on. I I just feel like the handcuffs are going to be part of this storyline in some aspects. It maybe just ends up becoming they use those handcuffs during the match. Um, that no of, power bombs allowed is going no to happen. No power bombs is a good one. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good one because that's his big move. That's it. This power bomb symphony to get the crowd going. So yeah. no power bombs. That is that why we're seeing a lot more aerial offense out of Wardlow now. Yes. Yeah, this one okay. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going off of that and saying, I kind of wish we didn't see it until the pay-per-view. Right. For those because that, it, yeah, I, again, I always, I, I know, I don't want to say I know his yeah. playbook, but for those that don't know all of what Wardlow can do, yeah, to release that at double or nothing, to get the big win yes. with the Swanton, and you're like, holy shit, that guy can do this? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So I do a lot more aerial offense at double or nothing. I think it would have been a bigger impact. You're right. And if you do know the Indies better, which you know Indies probably the best out of anyone I know, and I'm not that big of an – I'm not that into Indies yet. I'm getting there, but – you know what Wardlow can do. I didn't. So right. When he was doing the Hurricanes, when he was doing the Centons, when he was flipping around doing shit, I was loving every minute of it because I'm like, holy crap, I didn't think he could do this. Yeah, that's kind of where my head goes, where I wish it would have been at the pay-per-view. No, I agree. The sell for the so, AEW, I completely agree with that. Yeah. I agree. So, um, what else do we have? That Anything you want to you wanna bring up on AEW? Uh wanted to touch base on is hangman turning heel or is he just done with the punk crap what do we think here both 
Yeah. Both. I, I think there's little subtle, and it's going to be a heel turn. I don't know. What's after Double or Nothing? The pay-per-view. Not Fighter Fest, because that's on TV. Or the so you think uh, Forbidden Door? No, nah, I'm not thinking for wood. I'm not thinking that. The uh, because that, that is an AEW pay per view, but I'm thinking of the what's the all out. The f- yeah, that's the next one. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. by then. Yes, he's gonna he's gonna be a bad guy. But yes, in the same aspect, I think we're gonna get a classic fight of Punk and Hangman. We're not gonna get. I think he essentially said it. I don't think we're going to get a Brett technical match, an Owen technical match, or anything like that. I think he's just done. I think he's done with Punk. But I think this is, uh, and I think we both predicted it. We could change him by the time we make our predictions. I think this is where he loses it, and he has to turn heel. Yeah. uh, What was the line he used in Bret Hart masturbatory Yeah, something like that. Which was, I'm like, okay, I'm paying attention now. You're a cowboy. How do you know that word? Cowboy, how do you know that word? Uh, (laughs) Which, I mean, to be fair, yeah, some of these have been, but they've been great any number of ways. I was thinking, though, Mark, I'm thinking again, again, dangerous. Is this, he was a part of them at one point. Does he join the Bullet Club as the AEW representative. Because I don't know. The undisputed elite's not a part of the Bullet Club. Right. I could see him doing that. And I could see the swerve for Switchblade as well. Because I think he's still part of the Bullet Club, if I'm correct. Yes. Yeah. So he could turn on the undisputed elite and Adam Cole in particular, not saying that's going to make them baby faces, but it makes them the connections broken at that point. So, because I don't know where hangman goes. If he's just hangman, hangman, unless there's a dramatic character change happening, which I'd be interested to see. So I don't know. That's something I wanted to throw out to you. Does it, Become behoove Hangman Page to join rejoin the Bullet Club, or no? I think that would. That's a great way to get the title off. You know, great way to get the title off of them at uh, yeah. the next pay per view. Yeah, and then the following pay per view essentially is the New Japan pay per view. Yeah, that's a great switch to have him jump over there. It gives him something to do instead of because. Let's throw this out there. Dark Order's done. Johnny Silver still got yeah. his own match. Uh, who was just out of contract? Stu, this Stu Grayson's gone. Stu Grayson's gone. Uh, they haven't been around here, right? whatever. So, And I think that's good that the Dark Order is just slowly not just breaking up on TV. I, I think it's actually better that they're just diminishing into oblivion. I think yep. it's the best way. Uh, I'm sad because I could have been. You you spoke about retribution, what it could have been. Uh, I think they were on point with the Dark Order doing something great. Yeah. And then essentially we lost Brody. And then it just went downhill from there. Yeah. Um, but to get back on track, 
Yeah, that's a great look about Hangman uh, that you, you peered into and you thought about. I, I like that a lot. And that, that gives him something to do with that pay-per-view then, too. Because yeah, essentially, the pay-per-view New Japan against AEW is what we're going to be speaking about when we talk about Starcade 95. And there's a lot of people that were off the docket on Starcade 95 that should have probably been on the docket. But we had to have too many presents. I don't think we need too many presents. I think there's a lot of gaps that can be filled from AEW if they just work them in the right way. And I think that's the perfect way that you can work them in with Hangman. Yeah. No, I agree with that. You got all my hints to everything there. I don't know if everybody else did. But they'll get there when we (laughs) talk about the pay-per-view. We'll get there when we get there. Yeah. I I think that's an excellent point. And just going off of that, I just see it being the Forbidden Door is going to have some sort of reveal for the Bullet Club or some sort of reveal um, for some sort of faction. I mean, we just saw, I think it was what last week, Juice Robinson joined the Bullet Club last week. It just has that feeling of you're, you have the opportunity and I think it's going to be too great not to capitalize on it. Hangman's the perfect opportunity for them, especially if he loses the title to punk and starts going down a rabbit hole, not a drinking rabbit hole, but just a rabbit hole in general. Um, so I think this is this forbidden door pay-per-view to me, Mark is going to mean so much more than anything we're expecting right now. And I mean, it's big for having two companies having a pay-per-view together. Yeah, it's kind of like Starcade 95, but I just feel like there's ramifications that come from this pay-per-view that are going to be very long-lasting for a very long time in these two companies. I, yeah, it's going to be Starcade 95 for what it was. Again, I'm ruining some of it. Cool. Um, yeah. But nothing came out of it. It was said yeah. and done. After that night, I've forgot that there was a world cup of pro wrestling yeah until we watched it the other day yeah exactly this will not this will not no i agree with that yeah because there's going to be storylines and everything coming out of this yeah uh a couple other i want to talk about and then maybe we can touch on because we're on dynamite right now essentially um the the jericho santana match uh was a good match but now jericho is a wizard (laughs) <laughs> what? The wizard Chris Jericho. The only other wizard worse than him is Kwame Brown. I don't like the wizard <laughs> scenario. With, with... I, see, here's the thing. First of all, great job working in Kwame Brown. Thanks. Um, second of all, I want to hate this gimmick, but it's Jericho. So it's, somehow it's going to freaking work. I know. And it's going to be one of his greatest top five gimmicks somehow. Oh, wow. Wow. You're already putting it in top five. You know why I'm saying that right now? And this is it's because you just made the list. That no. Because I just made the list. He got over a list. And it, I, it, in my opinion, the list is top five Jericho. I agree. So he gets over a freaking piece of paper and a clipboard. What's he going to do with a wizard gimmick? <laughs> I know. He's, he's going to pull magic out of his hat, ass like a wizard does and make this work. Yeah. I realized yeah. I got heated there. I apologize. He did. He raising did. my voice. He did. I apologize. The other one I <laughs> want to talk about is the Varsity Blondes calling out the House of Black. Damn it, if this is the way that it ends, I'm going to be so pissed off. 
that because it just it, it ended with the death triangle coming out. And I thought Julia was going to hang around and maybe do something. She took her eye patch off and there was only blackness there. I thought maybe we'd get a a weird ass contact. I mean, we didn't get a look into her eye, but still this this better not have ended. I, I don't think it did. It better not have ended. I don't think it did. I'm and here's why. She looked like she was smiling when she was about to hit Griff. Right. I thought it would have been a perfect opportunity since she had the the good angel, bad angel on her shoulder figuring out if she was going to do it or not, spit on her again. And I don't mean that. Uh, that's horrible the way it just that came out. Terrible. Yeah, that is disgusting. I, but... No, I <laughs> didn't mean it like that. Let me retract that. I don't. God, Mark. Filter one time in your brain. Filter. She's a young child. Uh, she is. She's only 20 for the love of God. I missed I her. I missed her 20. again. What? That doesn't even work either. And Bailey didn't grease. Yeah. Um, I did. I forgot she was only 20. Yeah. I thought she was a little bit older than that. But oh, well. yeah. But yeah, go on. Go with your point. But I thought, you know, to, to hit the mist on her one more time to like fully engulf her and then kick her to the wayside. Maybe the varsity blondes come back out, essentially drag her broken down body to the back and then they come out next week and get pissed off again and that's the turn or well, maybe doesn't even have to be next week again because she's she's blinded for a couple weeks or something like that i i don't know i i more could have been done i think i i think they did it on purpose i think to piss us off was, tony well piss tony us off, Khan. uh cuz he's like i'm not stealing from you guys so i'm going to make sure this extends longer <laughs> Okay. I this is gonna get into a prediction. A little bit of a prediction for double or nothing. I think it happens at double or nothing. Because I still think that, that six man tag, that trio's match is happening at double or nothing with death triangle in them. Oh, for sure. And House of Black. I think Malachi made the choice to not have her hit uh Griff because he can use this to his advantage during that triangle match. Okay. I can't wait to see where this pans out. I can't. I can't, I'm I can't either. I'm hoping I'm hoping for the best. And then so. the the main event was Deanna Peraza, ROH champion, uh, against Mercedes Martinez, my cousin. ROH interim champion. Um Jenks, I was excited for this. I've seen what they can do. Yeah. They didn't give them enough time. This, to me, felt rushed. And essentially, in my heart of hearts, I knew my cousin was going to win. Not just because she was my cousin. Because of the whole transition from old ROH from Sinclair to Tony's ROH. Every champion has essentially changed hands. This was just the piece of paper to have a transition to Mercedes. Right. What Mercedes does from here on out now is AEWROH. Boom. I hope she has a great run. Hope she's running long and everything. But I think I, I more time, maybe a little bit more build up. I I don't know. I, I just 
it, as much as I tote the flag, I didn't like this match. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't do it. I I thought there was more to come of it, and I think you're right. It was. I think they just rushed it. I think even they didn't need the build up per se. I think they could have had a stellar match without as much build up with it. So I think it was just rushed because these two can can work and they can do it. Uh, I know we're not going to get a rematch between them anytime soon. So it's just hoping that they put a little more respect on the title in future mass matches with Mercedes involved. That's yeah. all I'm going to say about it. Let's transition over the rampage quickly. Um, I, again, a lot compacted into the hour that was on there. My big take was when Jericho air quoted called in or Eddie Kingston air quoted called in. And I, I don't know being a, again, I always say this every once in a while being a calm grad major and all that. That was so put in over after production that it was rough. It was funny. It was funny. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, but that was put in after production because they're like, Jericho, smile now, say this now, and it kind of just, it was choppy for me. But that's just, whatever. It it made his point. I I loved what he had to say. I wish he would have teased, though, that he's bringing somebody. Damn it. I need somebody else. I don't know who he's going to bring, but I want somebody else. Yeah, I don't... I'm in the same boat. It, this rivalry needs somebody else just to even the numbers. Because what do we keep hearing every week? Five, five on three. It's five on five three. On, yeah. Five on two, five on three, whatever it is. We keep hearing about the odds. And we keep hearing how it's always in Jericho's favor. Somebody's got to come with him. Eddie Kingston's got to be doing something. And maybe that's part of the gimmick. Is And I'm saying gimmick is here for the game plan. It's part of the game plan not to say that he's bringing people. Let it be a surprise. Yeah. But I, I agree. I feel like there should be some hint or something. But I don't think it's going to be as blatantly obvious as MJF's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. <laughs> no, one, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. We skip past it. The brackets are out. You guys can find the brackets for the Owen Hart tournament and everything. Yeah. I didn't know that we were getting a Joker in these. Neither did I. So there's. As we progress down the Owen Hart Foundation tournament, uh, there's some thoughts that we can look into. Samoa Joe will face a will face the Joker, and then DMD will face the Joker. Um, I think it's good for one, but it's not good for the other. And I I won't spoil it until we get there. I yeah, I want to know. I don't see how the Joker gets past dmd that was and the one that could, i was gonna say is good right, for right yeah i just don't understand that that men's one there's a lot going on with joe that that can go awry for him very quickly yep so i'll be interested to see where it goes from there we can speculate to the live long day of who it's gonna be uh i feel like it's not gonna be as obvious that we think it is or they're going to pull a hangman and it's somebody returning from injury. Right. But I don't know who that would be. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I don't think it's going to work for Joe because 
ROH TV champion. Uh, there's just way too much. Not saying anything uh, against Britt or any of the girls in it or any of the other guys in it, but Joe's got a a storyline going. The, yes. He's going to get taken out. He's going to get jumped during the match. Something that this Joker is going to move on. Uh, mm-hmm. For the women, I don't. It, I'm speculating it might be Sky Blue that gets a win. It might be to get into the Joker's form. I don't know. Maybe they have a battle royal to find out who the Joker is on the next couple shows. I we don't know. No speculation here. Uh, other than that, I mean, what do you have to say about your homeboy Huskis Lambert? Because I know we talked about this a little bit, and then uh, we'll wrap up AEW to give Starcade an ample amount of time. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of words for Huskies. Um, I'm just going to get right to the point. This is not, I think we're getting a baby face turn here, Mark. Scorpio just seems like it's not, it seems like we're going to get the baby face turn and it might come from Ethan jumping him. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I think he gets by Kazarian whenever that matches. <clears throat> and then I think we get the jump because Ethan was the one that brought up the mixed tag match now. Has it now transitioned yeah. to Ethan Page and Page Van Zant against Sammy and Ty whenever this happens now? Now, this is a storyline that's been drug on. For months, again, it all started with Cody and Brandy. This was supposed to be Cody and Brandy, not Sammy and Ty. I don't know. Now it's transitioned. It's not Sky. It's going to be Ethan now. I I think it's going to be Ethan. Or does the jump happen during the match, the mixed tag match, where Sky and Paige Van Zandt are in there getting hoots and hollers and and then all three of them, Lambert, Van Zant, and Ethan Page jump Sky. We're we're both on agreement that uh it within a month, Scorpio Sky is gonna be a face again. Yeah, and going off of that, I think if Sky's still in the mixed tag match and let's assume it happens at double or nothing. If he's still in that mixed tag match, then I would go out on a limb and say they lose that mixed tag match. Because he takes then the pin. Gives, he takes the pin. That gives them the end to attack him and do the heel turn. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And then that sets up. Well, because isn't it uh, Sky and Frankie this week? And then you have the yeah. mixed tag match. Ethan Page jumps him at double or nothing. He gets uh, a shot at the title then. It's perfect sense, writing. Yeah. But writing might be on the wall. Yeah. Anything else you want to bring up before we take a break and uh, talk about this Starcade 95 pay-per-view? No, nothing on my end. I think we covered it all. Yeah. Through my notes. Yeah. The hot stuff, for sure. The hot stuff. All right, guys, quick one this week. Collar and Elbow, we have a promo code. Head to CollarAndElbowWrestling.com, and when you check out, use promo code CANCRUSHERS, all one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS. You'll save 10%. Here comes Al to tell you more. 
and we come back, we're going to do a deep dive into the vault of Starcade 95, picked by Jenks, because he's essentially watching WCW from the beginning of time till now. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Hey everybody, this is referee Ryan Martin, and thank you for listening to Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome back to Can Crushers. We're going into the vault, 1995, Starcade. Jenks, I like this pick. I like it. It was a good pick. Uh, there's a lot of solid competition in here. I have some complaints about the buildup of it, but uh, yeah, I thought it, was, it turned out to be a very good pay per view from when I remembered it when I was, uh, I think it was eight at the time, seven or eight. So I was 18 then. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> that makes sense. This is this is Starcade '95 World Cup of Wrestling WCW versus New Japan from Nashville. Approximately about nine thousand people there. Bobby Heenan, Tony Schiavone, and Dusty are on the call. Um, overall, they had great banter the whole night. I, I did love uh, these three on this call. I I have always said that Bobby Heenan is one of my, if not. Probably is top three commentator of all time for me. Color commentator, whatnot. Um, him and Shivani were just so good together. And they made it work. Um, Dusty Attitude was actually a nice little touch. Um, you know, I'm not... I can't remember too much about Dusty's commentary, but listening to it over again, it was a nice little play-in. And it played off way better than uh, Heenan and uh, Mongo. Uh, <laughs> when they do Nitro. So yes. I, I think I, I like this commentary team a lot. I also loved uh, when something happened to Heenan and he just couldn't function for like five minutes where he was just tripping over his chair and his papers were going everywhere. And Shivani's trying not to laugh at him. That was one of the, probably the funniest things I've seen in a while. Uh, but yeah, this was, they did a great job. And they always do a great job. And that's why I like going back to those older WCW pay-per-views from the early 90s. Because those two together, perfect. Really good. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I, I Again, I, I agree. We'll dive into each of the matches. And then we'll give our overall synopsis of what we think could have been better, what was great, so on and so forth like that. Um, I do have two matches that essentially stand out that are the matches of the night for me. I think one and one A, so I can't really pick one that I really liked more. And I'll kind of throw those out as we're talking about them. But this was a, to me, this was a cool concept 
first time it happened, I I almost wish it would have happened more. Uh, essentially, maybe that's what we're going to get out of to tie it into the AEW New Japan thing. Maybe we're going to get something like this. I, I don't know, essentially. But I forgot this happened. I don't know if I watched this live. If I did, it ended up being not as memorable as it should have been. I don't know. That that's fair. I'm fairly certain that I did not watch this live because we did not we were I was deep into the tape game at that point, the videotape trade at that point and getting wrestling and all of that stuff. So I know I didn't watch this live, but to your point, it wasn't at the time it didn't sit with me as remarkable. Now no. there's been a couple, now that I know more and I've watched more wrestling and a more uh, experienced with it, there's a couple matches in here that were very good that stood out, that stood out pretty well. Um, and I'm not saying they're the greatest of all time or anything, but what I'm saying is they stood out and they made, and I have better appreciation for them now, which I think you were getting to as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, I did take a picture of Mel- Meltzer in his stars or everything, so I'll kind of maybe reference that, um, what he said, but let- let's dive right into this. First match of the card is Chris Benoit against Jushin Thunder Lager. This this is the technical match of the night for me. Uh, yeah. There are lots of submissions. There was, back in the day, some high flying from both of them, like a flying headbutt. Jushin Thunder bounced around the ring a little bit. Nothing to what we see today. So if you're expecting, you know, Dante Martin to be jumping out, that didn't happen. That didn't happen this whole mm-hmm. pay-per-view. And this was a pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, hard shots, though. The downfall of this match is, and it only happened once, which, as I rewind then, pissed me off. Why does Sullivan have to come out in this match? I know they tried telling us about it. it's a horseman thing, and he he was doing it to piss off Pillman because Pillman wasn't apparently there that night. Da 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 da. So he wanted to get it over on Benoit. It's- Do it more then, and make it a hokier. And I, I would have been pissed back then if I watched it. I would have probably been pissed this week if I watched it too. But it doesn't make sense to do it once and then it's dropped. Yeah, I wanted, I think it made more sense. Yeah, because to your point, that running pissed me off. I think it made more sense if he would have did it in the uh, triangle match yeah. later in the night. Or because that, when we get to that, that ending pissed me off too. Uh, <laughs> the triangle match or in the world title match, because it didn't even make sense in the world title match. No. As we'll get to later, Jamie Hart inserted himself with Ric Flair. Which didn't make any, I, even watching Nitro leading up to that, it didn't make any sense that that was happening. Yeah. So it was little spots that didn't make sense. Uh, and to the point of, I enjoyed the match. It was a great, it was a great opener, a good way to start the pay-per-view off. It just, to me, did not, Kevin Sullivan, I'm just not a Kevin Sullivan fan. At this point, I, I've not been a Kevin Sullivan fan, and to me, this kind of killed the match a little bit. Yeah, Meltzer gave it four stars for the action. He 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 said he took 
a little bit away because of the Kevin Sullivan thing. So, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I, I can't disagree with that rating. No, I can't I either. I can't either. If, if we didn't have the Kevin Sullivan thing, I think this could have been easily at 4-2-5 or 4-5 yeah. for Meltzer. Yeah. But. So, New Japan wins. Um, Liger up one nothing. Uh, New Japan up one nothing. I didn't write down any of the promos. If you want to come in with any of the promos that you liked, go ahead. I strictly stayed on match. No, I was I was more on match too. Uh, I'll watch the promos, but to me, I'm I'm watching match to match. Usually with my WCW run, the promos are just helping me get there. I've had a lot of issues with the Sting Hogan Macho Man Love Triangle thing that's going on on Nitro right now, <laughs> but I'm watching it so. I kind of, the promos don't do it for me. And Dungeon of Doom thrown in there just being a uh, jealous act. So, yes. uh, I kind of, the promos kind of make me tune a little bit more out. Uh, I still watch them, still, if something sticks out, I'll stick with them. But yeah, okay. I'm more on the wrestling side. Next one was Alex Wright, Das Wunderkid from Germany, supporting WCW uh, against Kanemoto. Um, this seems stiff, and it was what you can do, I can do better. Yeah. Match. It, did I think Alex Wright at any point was going to win this? No. no, no knowing what he's done for WCW, that I can remember. No. I, I knew this was going to be not a squash match, but yeah, Alex Wright was not getting the win. So I knew it was 2 nothing as soon as Alex Wright came out. Well, yeah, to that point, it became blatantly obvious in not knowing I knew Luger, Sting, and Savage were having these World Cup matches. Right. Right? I knew those three were automatic wins. There was no way you're going to take your top three guys. You know what I mean? Who are essentially in the co-main event together. Exactly. They're not going to take losses, whether you want them, whether you think so or not. So this belief suspension was gone for me. At this match, when Doss Wonder Kid walked out, it was stiff. Um, Alex Wright, I think, is a little bit better than I remembered him being. Not great, though. But, you know, right. I, I, it's just, he was better than I thought he was. I guess I trashed him maybe too harshly in my mind for a long period of time. But yeah, this, it was blatantly obvious who was winning this match. And they gave this match three and three, four stars. No, they didn't. I swear to God. Three and three-fourths. I, I have it right up in front of me. I took a picture of it. Right. Yeah. I believe you, but at the same time, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Next matchup is Luger against Chono. Um, essentially, what we just said. Luger's in the paper, in, in the co-made event. Yeah. One of the quicker matches. You have to with Luger. This, the downfall is... As soon as Luger hit the elbow off the top rope, you know, the the reverse elbow, the guy jumped into the elbow, essentially, Chono did. That's yeah. when the match picked up for me. Like, I'm like, all yeah. right, this is going to get good. Maybe we'll get a couple more minutes. We get 30 yeah. seconds, and yeah. then it's and over. Racked. Chono gets racked. And I'm like, oh, that's where it just started to actually be a match. Yeah. This, well, I want to get... I Go ahead. This got... One and one four star. Can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> but no, it. yeah, I would agree with that. The next 
four tournament map. Um, wait, let me do here. Yeah, four of the five remaining tournament matches, Mark, probably average out to be. Do you want to take a guess how long they were? Um, per match or combined? Uh, let's do an it, average of what those matches were. Seven minutes. And seven minutes. So they're going to come in probably right under six and a half minutes. Holy shit. Well, that was a good guess. I, I knew it was remotely yeah, you, clear. Yeah. Yeah, you did a good guess. Uh, I'm doing math right now. I think they equal or, and this is not including Eddie Guerrero's match. Uh, I think those match for these these four matches actually come in right around the same amount of time as the triangle match later in the night. Wow! So they made it so that those guys would have, and it may, rightfully so because they're having this triangle match, like Sting, Savage, Luger, and Johnny B. Bad. Even though Johnny B. Bad didn't really have anything later on. Because they were wrestling in that triangle match and in the world title match, they made those matches significantly less time. Yeah, so far the the longest match on the uh, the night as we're at the Luger match was the Benoit and La- Liger match, right? No, actually, it was Alex Wright versus Kane Kane Moto. Really, by over a minute. Okay, according to Wikipedia. So okay, yeah. So Luger gets a win, still two one, uh, New Japan. Johnny Johnny B. Bad against uh, Masa Saito. Saito, legend. Yeah. I I didn't think. I I was wondering once this match, because I didn't look at any of the things, and like I said, I don't remember watching it. I'm like, how the hell are they going to get the win for WCW Mm -hmm. (laughs) when uh, Johnny B. Bad's going to get his ass kicked by Saito? (laughs) Well, we go back to the 80s, folks, in the early 90s and the mid-90s. If you get tossed over the top rope, you win via disqualification. And yeah. that's what happened. Th- to me, this was a horrible match. It was it was a street fight in the ring. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe it was because I've not been a Johnny B. Bad fan or a Mark Merrow fan in my life. And I liked Saido. I don't know. Nonetheless, it's tied 2-2. Two to two. What do you have to say about this? Uh, it was the shortest match of the night by Wikipedia. Uh, it wasn't... No, I didn't like it. I was not a good... I'm not, I was not a fan of this. Johnny B. Bad, if he has the right person working with them, they can they can produce magic. Uh, so I've seen ma- matches with, stunning, with Steve Austin, with Stone Cold, Stunning Steve. They put on a pretty good match. The Brian Pillman one I watched from a couple months earlier at Fall Brawl wasn't actually a good match. So I think he needs people to carry him. Sato's not that guy. No. And that's nothing against Masa Sato. He's just not, that's not the wrestler he is. So again, it was Johnny B. Bad. He just didn't have the proper uh, person to work with. But you should be able to carry a match on your own. Excuse me. And the other thing was he missed that flip over the top rope after the match. Yeah, he did. He did not connect with that at all. No. Messy as shit. Half a star, by the way. Half a star. That was a half star. That's half I a was, star. I was hoping it was a half a star. So, okay. Next match is we get Eddie Guerrero against Otani. Um, yeah, this was a match of the night for me. 
This was unbelievable. Yes. Between both of them. Uh, I'm thinking longest match of the night. I don't know if you have, you still have the times up. I think this is a long match of the night. If we go singles matches, yes. But if we conclude the triangle match, that one is way longer. Oh, okay. All right. So I was just engulfed into this one. I really was. Uh, I love the perfect fall finishes. They threw in some Eddie high flying. Again, people that have not watched this and then look at high flying today nowhere comparison nowhere yeah. comparison but you know this that style high flying i love this match uh, uh perfect this when we get to what i have to say to round it all up <sighs> eddie should have got the win i agree with that i thought until the johnny b bad match I knew Eddie was on the card. I thought that was the fourth win. I totally forgot Johnny B. Bad was in this World Cup, to be honest. And then when he won by disqualification, I'm sitting there like, are you serious right now? Because I knew Savage was still out there. I knew Sting was still a match. I'm like, they're going to put this on Eddie? They're going to put a loss on Eddie. And sure enough, they did. Um, but I did a little bit of research. I think Otani ends up becoming, spoilers for me, I guess, so spoilers for those watch, listening to my journey, he does become the inaugural Cruiserweight Champion, if I'm correct, Yeah, with WCW. And I forgot about that fact. And then uh, just seeing everything, well, recent developments with Otani suffered a severe injury just recently. So this match was a good way into what kind of character and wrestler that he is and how he works. And it was it was a match of the night for me. Thank you, Mark. I loved every minute of this. As well for Meltzer, four and a fourth star. So four and a four. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I go four and five, but that I'm not Dave Meltzer, I guess, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um. All right. Next match is uh, Macho Man versus Tinzan. Uh, again, it had to be quick. We knew Savage was yep. defending the title later on. Um. I. I must. I love Savage, one of my favorite all-time wrestlers. Yeah, this was not one of my favorite matches of Savage. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> not at all. Uh, Meltzer gave it three fourths of a star, just to let you know. Ah, uh, uh, seems generous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now nah, it was a good match. I it wasn't a good match. I should say, Savage. Your world champion was not losing this match. No. I don't care what what kind of wool you were trying to pull over people's eyes. Uh, I felt like it probably could have been shorter, but I think they had to give Tenzin a shot at it, right? Just so because he's coming over, he's wrestling. They have to give him, they have to give him the rub. But yeah, this was this had Savage went all over it, so it wasn't surprising to me that it wasn't anything. It was not the uh, barn burning classic that it could have been. Or slobber knocker. And then it was ruined for me knowing Sting was getting the win over Suzuki. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sting is fighting in this tournament after your heavyweight champion. And I don't care that you have to move matches around because maybe the champion shouldn't wrestle back to back matches. Some and people in the triangle match should wrestle back to back. But this was the days before. You know, you could book a champion to come out first. You know, a heavyweight champion. No way was Savage going to start this off and then Mm -hmm. end the night. No, they they didn't do that back then. 
today's standard, that'd be perfect sense. Have Savage go off first match, and then recovery time, he's a champ, this, that, and the other, and he rolls back around to defend his or lose his title uh, later on in the night. Yeah. Sting out, he's he's WCW, man. Um, It was a win. I did like that he had to get out of the Scorpion Deathlock to put yeah. in the Scorpion Deathlock to get the win. You notice Suzuki did not tap, by the way. He did not. They just called it. Yeah. It was a Montreal screw job. Yeah. Where it was a Tennessee screw job. Yeah. He didn't, I don't think he passed out with my air quotes that you didn't see. But yeah, they, they're like, all right, he's done. <laughs> match over. <laughs> match over. We got to go home. We got a, we got a long match coming up here. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to so badly reorder this card and I won't do it. But I, I I agreed with your point, Mark, that this should have been Sting and Savage in no way should have been the last matches. I think they would have built up more drama, maybe putting Luger on last. No, I wouldn't even say that. I would say Eddie starts, have your three participants in the triangle, have Savage, uh, Sting, Luger in that order, and then put the other ones in there to fill out time. Yeah. To figure it out. Because then I think it would have been a little more suspenseful for the World Cup. I would have been all right if Johnny B. Bad wins the the World Cup by DQ. Yeah. that's That was the match I was thinking. That obviously would have been the match that won it. I would have been, Yeah, that would have been perfect. New Japan has a, has a pissy moment about it. Like, it leads up to next year's then. That, that exactly. we got screwed that we didn't know you couldn't throw people over the top rope or something like that. Yep. It, it could have started a storyline, especially with Ono complaining about it all year. We want it back, but we know in about six months time, 1995 and 96, the world of professional wrestling changes. Yeah. And yeah. there was going to be no way they'd revisit that. So, but yeah, I would have reordered that essentially to have Johnny B. Bad be that last match too. And then into essentially this triangle match of Luger, yep. Sting, and Flair. Oh man, this starts off bad, Jenks. This starts off I, horribly bad, and Tony makes reference of it. Yeah. First off, I, it's not. Hold on, on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, go for it. It's not a. It's not a triple threat match. It's a triangle match. So you have to tag yourself in. Why would you ever want to be tagged out of the match? Because you can't yeah. win. The coin flip to figure out who the hell was supposed to be in the ring. They didn't even play rock, paper, scissors. They just pointed like they had uh, <laughs> Mick Foley guns on their hand. And Luger says, I'm going out. Uh, and then this was way too long of a match. This match, <laughs> the beginning, I was like, I didn't see a coin flip. I was very disappointed. Um, yeah. And then I don't under I get I understand triangle matches. I just don't understand the concept of leaving somebody out on the ring. It just felt like to me, it felt like a triple threat match where somebody takes a break for ten minutes. Yeah, if not longer. But they're standing up and they're just in your camera view, and you see them. And I would be like, get in there, get in there. And then there was times where. 
if I'm on the apron, I'm breaking up pinfalls, submissions, anything like that. We're letting people slap figure fours on people, things of that nature, and we're not making a move in the match. Yeah, I guess maybe they would have got disqualified, maybe. But you don't see that in tag matches anyway, so why would they do it here? Maybe they would have just got thrown out and it becomes a singles match then. Possibly. And that would have been okay, too. Yeah, that would have been great. I mean, Luger didn't do anything for like 20 minutes in this match. Nothing. So can you guess how long this match was? And I'll tell you right now, it was more than 15 minutes. 28 minutes. Did you look it up? I did when you were bitching about it. I did because you're like, I, all these matches are as long as a triangle match. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. The match. Yeah. It was 28 minutes, 28 minutes and three seconds. And it ends on a count out. Yeah. What the fuck? There it was. And I knew it was coming. There's the first one almost two yeah. hours in, but really right. this was your co paper, co main event. Right. And it wasn't even it, it. Sting was getting in the ring, and Luger just grabs him and says, "Hey, no, not right now." It yeah. was like he was violently grabbing him to hold him back. He's just like, "No, don't do it." it, it as soon as they hit the outside, I'm like, "This isn't ending on a countout, is it?" And then they got the nine. I'm like, "Oh my fucking god, are you serious right now?" Yeah, the Sting match, by the way, got three stars. I forgot to tell you that. This oh, one, okay. yeah, this got a star and a half. Way too yeah. generous. Way too generous. Way, way too generous. And the pe- the talent in that ring to say that astounds me to this day. Yeah. All right, which brings us to the main event. It's now Macho against Flair for the title. Um, back-to-back star and a half matches because this only gets a star and a half as well. And Flair's tricks, the horsemen, are essentially too much for for Macho Man. Loses the championship. Um, I did, after we after I watched this a little bit longer, uh, my brain kind of reset. And it was like, oh, this is one of Stair, uh, Flair's championships. So I knew Flair was going to win this then. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so here's where my confusion came into this match. Because they actually ran Flair versus Savage two days earlier on Nitro as the main event for the world title. Nice. So I'm like... So it was a practice match. It was a practice match. That went 20 minutes. It was a significantly long practice match. But it ended up with Savage. I think it ended in DQ or something. It ended up with... a convoluted finish kind of like this almost did well did but it came out with flair as the winner yeah so it really took the air out of the whole thing i feel like if they were going to change the belt two days later they should have just did it on nitro and then have savage try to get a rematch back with flair and the triangle match yeah the switch swap then the, the switch swap flair doesn't wrestle until the main event when it's the world title match against savage I think that would have been a lot better storytelling. But that's fantasy broken for me. Well, here we go. This is then where we're going to rip it apart. And we're going to go longer than two hours, but uh, (laughs) I don't care. Because I have to get this in. I would not have had Flair, Sting, Luger, or Savage wrestle two matches. Because you could toss in a tag match 
Okay? Why don't we get a tag match on this? Why couldn't Harlem Heat, Nasty Boys, a makeshift yeah. team, uh, get just to throw a tag match in, for the love of God, okay? That yeah. could have taken over for Luger, so to speak. You have Malenko, Arn Anderson, the Giant, Hogan was suspended, um, Regal, Duggan, DDP, mm-hmm. all left off the card. Essentially Pillman too, but he wasn't supposed to be there. That he does he does come out, yada yada yada. But he wasn't supposed to be there. Um, all these people were left off the card. Why? Yeah. The, your main your co main event should not. I, I did not like that they had to wrestle twice. Um, essentially, the writing was on the wall then. Mm-hmm. Bull Nakano was on your roster, your WCW roster. Bull yeah. Nakano. Why not have her against somebody from Japan as well? And this would have been perfect. Maybe the match doesn't happen. Maybe she goes back to her New Japan roots or whatever to just kind of throw some more stories into this overall. Because Mark, of, go ahead. Can I go? Can I go off that point real quick? Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you, but Bull Nakano could have been. They did a whole angle. I can't remember if it was. I don't think. I think it was Halloween Havoc. They did it. They did a ta- women's tag team match that included Bull Nakano and the women of Japan in it. Yeah. So my thought is Bull Nakano could have played a New Japan wrestler for one of these singles matches for the World Cup, and they literally, oh, nine days before, eight, ten days before this, brought on television Medusa to drop the title the WWF women's title in a trash can. Yeah. Medusa, Bull Nakano, they have history in WWF from 1994, from a year before. Have them have a World Cup match. Yeah. Why couldn't we do that? I, I just wanted to go off that point before no. we skip past it. I'll let you go back onto your... No, that was my... You, know, you essentially jumped... Right, yeah, was my point. I, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, she was on the WCW roster, but I, I didn't remember that she was part of you know the New Japan team or whatever. Yeah, and right. Medusa as well. Yeah. Yeah. So they had the opportunity to throw a women's match in there. I would have loved to see a tag team match with a New Japan tag team. And the Nasty Boys are, hard, are probably hard on meet. I would put your tag champs in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I get, I absolutely get where you're coming from with this. So the your stars did not have to wrestle twice. I think that took no. away from the tournament. As as much as it did, because you brought up the point, the four of them, Flair wasn't part of the tournament, but the three that were, Sting, Luger, and Savage, were not losing. We're not losing. I don't think Eddie should have taken a loss. That's why you have Duggan in there, or no disrespect. See, and Bailey agrees. Regal take a loss. Uh, Arnie Anderson take a loss. Any of them could have taken a loss, and it wouldn't have hurt them. I mean, it didn't hurt Eddie in the long run, but I don't think Johnny B. Bad winning did shit for him. Yeah, he was the U.S. champion or whatever at the time. Whatever. I don't care. Cool. Yeah. Eddie's loss is the one that pisses me off the most. Yeah, it pisses Bailey off, too. She was not happy about it. Um, So Eddie's loss pisses me off. I think they put Eddie against somebody else to get the win because I think they needed to put over Otani, especially yeah. since he's history. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Replace everybody out. I think the DQ loss 
should have been uh, the I ending. Pillman wasn't. Yeah, it should have been the ending. But I also think I know Pillman wasn't supposed to be there. But they could have did a DQ ang- a DQ angle with Pillman as well, because they had been for weeks leading up to that, calling him the loose cannon of the horsemen. He's the loose cannon. Yes, that trickled in WWF at the time too. But they were alluding to him being the loose cannon. Would you not? Wouldn't that have been great storytelling if they put him into the World Cup tournament and said he lost by DQ because he's a loose cannon? Yeah, it would have furthered along. Uh, it would have made more sense if Orndorff walked out during that match than he did in Ric Flair's match to just stand there and not do anything. Um, so there was a lot of things that they could have did so much better, but I agree with you 100%. Luger, Savage, Sting, keep them out of there. I think that should have been the triangle match, and then I think the winner of that should have been Flair versus whoever, which I would have still booked Savage to win that just to keep continuity going forward and have Flair as the champion from Nitro. Yeah. That, I, yeah. Overall, though, Jenks, so we uh, can get to our WWE predictions for Backlash tonight that we've been teasing now forever. Do we um, have to do that? Yeah, we still do. <laughs> it's going to be quick, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what do you give this on beers? As we don't go by stars. What do you give this on beers? Two matches were the better of the two. I got to go two and a half. It's exactly where I was, dude. It's exactly. I was thinking maybe upping to three because there was some good action. I, 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 yeah. in, in a lot of matches, there were some good action, but the continuity uh, of the whole thing just, this could have been, this could have been, Something like the Crockett Cup that would have been great, you know, that continued over years. This could have been a King of the Ring thing. Uh, it could have been. This was WCW 95, though. That they yeah. didn't know until six months later what they had. And then, right. holy shit, they had a lot. And then they didn't know what to do with it after a year. And then they and lost track again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we transition off, I don't know if you have the results still up that they're timing up. But I wanted to call fact the three dark matches that occurred because this kind of pisses me off too. Uh, I only have defeated... two, I only have one dark match on mine. Uh, see, are you on Wiki? No, I I have a Meltzer's thing pulled up. I have the uh, which essentially was a main event afterwards. So you have Gang and Sasaki. Yeah, which which apparently Gang wins the title. It says a dud. A dud. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that, but. It, does it say Gang wins the title? No. Okay, so this this wiki's off because it says one man Gang defeated Sasaki. It was a singles match for the U.S. Heavyweight Championship, which would imply to me that Gang won the title at that point. Well, right. Then they restarted it. I know that I know the backstory of this. Uh, then they restarted okay. it, and Sasaki won. Mm. But when they clipped it and Suzaki was already back in Japan the show a couple weeks later, Gang retained or won the title. And that's how they kept that title. But for the live audience, Suzaki won. For what they wanted to do on TV, shot from Porto Biorta, wherever the hell they were, or whatever, that's where Gang wins the championship. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, if you're going to do that, <laughs> never mind. I should go on a rant. 
What, it's the same people that ran WCW 95 running WWE now. It, yes. It, this feels like a pool that they would do for the U.S. title, Intercontinental title now. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's take a break. Get get our uh, prediction Please hats stop. on. Calm down. Yeah. Get our prediction <laughs> hats on. And then uh, quickly go over this backlash pay-per-view that's tonight. Boy, I can't wait. <laughs> this is the vivacious, vicious Vicky. If nobody knows who I am, I feel so bad for you. But with that being said, take a seat, because you're listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. Ooh, welcome back to the Can Crusher Podcast. Guys, it's backlash prediction time, and hopefully this card goes better than Slamboree 95. You took a shot of something during the break because that was a, I, I was going to say exclusive. That was an exciting uh, comeback, by the way. You, you know what I took a shot of? Just water. That's all I got right now is water. Oh, that's good. It's still early. So. It's hydrating. Maybe I don't hydrate enough, so now I'm like pumped up, ready to go. Yeah. Pump, pumped up kicks. Pumped all right. Up. Lead <laughs> us down this path of... Backlash. I will not say WrestleMania in front of it anymore. I'm done. I, that we need to I drop thought, that. Well, I thought you were going to say Path of Righteousness, but yeah, I would agree. <laughs> that, there's no, there's, there's no wrestling. <laughs> they are, uh, they are diminishing WrestleMania with the calling it WrestleMania Backlash. So it's Backlash. Here we go. Uh, let's start with this one. Happy Corbin versus Mad Cat Moss. Mark. What do you think? But by the way, folks, nothing is on the line. I am not stupid to put my six pack <laughs> on the line for this okay. card. What we think is going to happen should happen, but it's backlash. But, yeah, so it probably won't. Right. Uh, yeah. th- Madcap. They, he's guess- getting the push. He's got to. We need to get back to crappy Corbin. I agree. If I don't get bum-ass Corbin by the end of June, I'm going to be pissed. So madcap on my end. Yeah. All right. Uh, Omos, Bobby Lashley. Uh, I think I go first this time. This one, I hate to say it. I think they put Omos over just because he's aligned with MVP now. I, I Or there's some sort of shenanigans, but I got to go Omos. I completely agree. There's some sort of shenanigans. I think Cedric Alexander still trying to get into the into the realm of MVP to stay with him. I think this extends the whole freaking storyline because what Cedric said about Shelton. I don't think this is over. I don't care about any of this, but I think you're right. Almost wins. Do you see a tag team match of all four of them coming up soon? Yeah, there has to be. Yeah, I, I think it's Shelton Bob versus Omos and. Cedric. Yeah. So pandering uh, yeah. for that. Pan- I can't wait for it. <laughs> I just want to see how Cedric sells in that tag team match. That's it. That's that's going to be my look forward to on that one. Okay. All right. Up next is uh, everyone's favorite wish.com house of black leader edge and hall of famer edge versus AJ styles. Damian Priest is barred from ringside. So Mark, who do you got? I think Edge gets the win. I do. Uh, I think we get a lot of nut shots, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I don't want to say if it's going to go over clean, but I think punishment comes out at the end after the match, and they start beating on him. 
And then we get the reveal of member number three, who everybody thinks is going to save AJ. It's going to be Finn Balor. Oh, okay. So you think Finn's the... I do. If that happens, that's very, very interesting. And I would love to see that. He's lost um, right now. Finn is lost. He is lost. He's lost. It's perfect timing. He's suckering AJ in with the too sweet thing. We could get yeah. we could get a demon return as well, who's been on the shelf for how long? In a demon, tell me you don't want to see Demon Balor against AJ Styles because right now I don't want to see Edge against AJ. I don't want to see Punishment or Priest against AJ again. So you would want to see, I think it. you would want to see Demon Balor versus AJ again? Because this happened before. I do. There's a different spin okay. on it, though. Now. I do. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I feel like Demon Balor is still recovering from the rope breaking the last <laughs> time we saw him. Right. Uh, no, I, I would like to see that. I like that unique twist. I didn't even think of Finn as a possibility here. I pick Edge to win this. I think the third member reveals himself before the end. Uh, I didn't consider Finn, though. And I'm not sure I considered Ciampa that member. I don't know who that third member would be at this point, because I don't think it's I don't think it's Ciampa right now. I don't either. I, I said that, because he's got this whole other thing going on. With Ali and whatnot. Yeah. Maybe it's Ali. <sighs> who knows? But I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like the third member of this group is going to reveal themselves before the match ends, and that's the shenanigans that puts the Edge over to win. And by the way, I want to go back to what I said about Edge being Wish.com and all that. That was just a joke. I do have respect for Edge, so nobody come for me in the comments. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's the House of Edge that we don't like. Yeah, it's the House of Edge we don't like. I appreciate Edge and love everything about Edge. But all right. Up next, I'll skip those two. We're going to go... Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, it's my turn, right? It doesn't, so, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but I'll go. I'll alternate it. Uh, I'm still picking Cody. I, I don't see Seth losing another match. I don't see Cody losing a match yet. I don't either. And uh, they said this was going to lead to Seth, you know, getting the win. Uh, we predicted that their blow off was going to probably be in a hell in a cell or something like that. Yeah. Um, they can still lead up to a Hell in a Cell match. But I think Cody is getting all three victories over Seth. So I yeah. think that will happen. So there's my prediction. I think Cody wins as well. I don't know if Cody is left with a raised hand after tonight. I think Seth jumps him to lead yeah. into one more match. It could be a DQ finish, Yeah, to be honest. Uh, I, I would agree with that, so... All right, uh, I'm flip-flopping here. Let's go. I'll give them the main event. Let's go here. The six-man tag match, Bloodline versus McIntyre and RK-Bro. I don't think the tag titles are unifying in this match from last I saw. So I think this is just a straight-up three-on-three match. Mark, what do you got? And this is about an hour and a half ago where we kind of pondered about what was going on with Roman, what was going up, how is this going to pan out, you you said he may just walk away or something like that. I don't know yet. I yeah. 
I see the bloodline getting the win tonight. Um, but I think Drew does a lot because it's we know it's leading to essentially there's two feuds here. Usos against RK Bro. This going to happen at some point, and then Drew and Roman going to happen. I don't. I I just don't see the bloodline losing this. Do I want them to be the last thing I see tonight? No, no, because I don't think the bloodline needs to be on it. I I still will say I don't think Roman needs to be on this pay per view. This whatever happens in tonight essentially is not needed for what he's doing next. So we could take the loss too. I know I'm on the fence and I'm rambling, but this match, this pay per view sucks. But this match is one of the ones that I really don't care. Yeah, I without the inclusion of Reigns and Drew, there's a lot more at stake in this match. Right, and it I was forcing me to care a lot more. Right, with Roman and Drew involved, it's not because of who they are; it's just the way things are panning out, and we've taken away a what could have been a very fantastic tag team match to unify the titles. I'm sticking with, I'm going Drew and RK Bro because I think they're going to play up a Roman injury here and Roman's written off. I just feel like these last couple weeks, beginning in Erie and now last night in Trenton, it's been a, something's going on with Roman here and he's going to be gone for a long period of time or we're leading up for him to leave entirely. If it's leave entirely, I don't think it's as soon as possible. Sorry, my throat broke there for a minute. Cockles. But cockles are going dry. Uh, but I think, I just feel like Roman's not going to be around for much longer. And uh, I feel like there's an injury about, and that might put the titles up, or it might just put him on the shelf and they might keep the titles with him. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm going McIntyre and RK Bro. Okay, I read earlier, and I, this was my my joker in my pocket. Adam Pierce comes out and says, "Hey, by the way, all titles on the line this match." Does that change your mind then? No, because if Roman is truly getting written off in this match, they have to get the titles off of him. Okay, all right, touche. I, I'll give it to you. But I don't. But I, don't I, I would. I would actually. I would love that. that. I would actually if, make sure I sat down. It might get switched from the computer to the big screen. Then. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I think you go back to putting those matches in there. Then yeah, if the titles are involved, I'm all about it. Because then I truly don't know who's winning this match. Right. Unless there's an injury angle of some sort with Roman, but we'll see. Okay. All right. Main event time, what we assume is going to be the main event, but if they put the titles on the line in the other one, that'll be the main event. Surely pissing off Ronda again. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, Mark, who's saying I quit? Flair. Flair. I, I, I don't think this is a, a non... I don't think this is a hard pick at all. They're leading up to it. They're, they're, they've been just pushing it, and I think... They screwed the pooch on Ronda at Mania, and I think this is her. All right, we're going to calm her down. We're going to give her the title. She's going to run. We're going to start building it up. And I'm not saying this because I'm not a huge Charlotte fan, because I respect her. I think she does everything great. I think this is where Charlotte gets her break. 
I like yeah. time off because Charlotte gets hurt this match, and there's my air quotes again, hurt, and we don't see Charlotte for a while, and that's all right because she's been running that SmackDown Women's Division. The downfall is, who the hell do you feed the Ronda? Uh, Aaliyah. <laughs> I don't know. I t- 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 <laughs> I don't know who you feed the Ronda. To be honest. Do drop. Uh. Maybe do drop. I I feel like we're gonna get a Shayna Ronda match at some point. Dude, I might be all right with that. Women. But there better be, be there good. better be some decent awesome build up for it. Oh, I agree. Well, I think I think if they play it right with the horse women angle, they can do this. Yeah. Um. But again, it's WWE, so who knows? I agree. Ronda's winning this match. I don't think Flair says I quit. I think it's the trope. She passes out. Yeah, because the injury is so bad. The injury is so bad, she has to pass out. Because then she can so come back and say, out. I never quit. Exactly. And she doesn't have that stigma on her head of, I quit this match. Right. Yeah. Because so she never quit. I, she never tapped. She never quit. Unless you look at a uh, Sasha Banks match. Or, match, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if you, if you look at Sasha matches, right. yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, so that's the card tonight. So we really we only disagree, and I don't think we disagree on it because I I think we're on the same page about the the Roman thing. But we have the same winners essentially, except we just don't know what's going on with the Roman thing. Yeah, and I just feel like there's more going on there than that's meeting the eye right now. And we've discussed this for a couple weeks now. There's a reason he they got added to that badge. So yeah, yeah. All right, that's it. Stellar predictions. Stellar predictions, because it's a stellar show tonight. Jenks, we'll keep the wrap-up short. Um, I got a lot of baseball, doubleheaders a couple of times this week. Uh, what do you got going on? Uh, coming up this week, not much going on. Just the Mother's Day picnic. A couple odds and ends happening throughout the week with work, and hopefully there's some development there in the professional level, but we'll see what happens. So that's where I'm at. Ooh, professional level. Professional level. Wow. Are you gonna okay. be are you gonna be an engineer? Yeah, I I not? mean like a train engineer, not like a uh, you know, an engineer for a, a company. conductor? Yeah. yeah. I could be a conductor. Uh I would just need to learn from Jonathan. And that's an inside joke for us. <laughs> I hate your face right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, I love you. You know where to find us. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all podcast outlets, uh, anything. Uh, We're keeping it short. We're wrapping it up. I love you. Make sure you take care of everybody. Again, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Make sure you check out NAMI. If you need some help, reach out. NAMI's number again, 1-800-950-NAMI-6264. Jenks, I love you. Love you too, Mark. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's a garbage can, not a garbage cannot.